In a world where people are famous for doing nothing, we're here to discover the ordinary individuals who take giant leaps to do something extraordinary. Welcome to Moving Forward. Hello, everyone. This is John Lim with Moving Forward. And today, my guest is Natalie Kim. Natalie is an attorney based in the D.C. area and the host of the podcast series, Personality, which you can find on iTunes and Stitcher Radio. You can learn more about Natalie and her podcast at personality.org, which we have posted on our website. Welcome, Natalie. How are you today? I'm great. Happy to be on the show. Uh, it's great to have you. I love your show, Natalie, and I want to introduce our listeners to it. But before we begin, uh, I just want you to tell our listeners a little bit about yourself, since I only touched a little bit on the surface here. So tell our listeners about you, the Personality Podcast, what inspired you to start it, your mission, and your journey. Okay, great. Yeah. So I am a lawyer in D.C., as you mentioned. Uh, I recently, That's pretty rare in D.C., Natalie. Yeah, very rare. I know. Yeah, there are not too many of them. Uh, but I just moved back to D.C., actually uh, living in Hong Kong for a year and a half. Oh, wow. Uh, I was pra- practicing law out there, um, but I would lived in D.C. prior to moving out there. So I'm familiar with the area. And uh, the Personality podcast was kind of born out of... I mean, it's a labor of love. Uh, I kind of was at this crossroads in my life and I was analyzing what I was really passionate about and and what I loved and what I was good at. Uh, And I think I'm a pretty good lawyer, but it doesn't really uh, utilize my strengths. Mm. So I was thinking about uh, my natural abilities and what do I really enjoy doing? What do I do in my free time? And I really uh, value my relationships with people and getting to know people. Uh, and, and not just in a, I want to spend time with you, but I want to spend quality time with you. I want to know what makes you tick, what motivates you, what drives you, what's your story. So I thought about, uh, actually going into radio for a little bit, but then my friends told me you should really look into starting your own podcast. Um, this is kind of the wave of the future and you can control it on your own. And so uh, I kind of dove right into it and I researched at nauseum about podcasts. I mean, John, I'm sure you know, I looked up stuff about like equipment and editing and uploading and I had no experience in anything. I just thought, oh, I'll record these and, you know, they'll magically appear online. But (laughs) (laughs) Through the magic of the internet, right? Yeah, exactly. But there's a lot of work that goes uh, behind every episode. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, I was inspired to really captivate the audience uh, through just normal everyday life. Uh, when I approach people to be interviewed, the most common response I get is, oh, I have nothing interesting to share. And I really disagree with that. I think every person has something to offer, something interesting to share, uh, has a different perspective on life, and we can all use what they know and benefit from that. Natalie, isn't it so surprising to hear someone who has had a full life, who's lived on this earth for however many years say, I have nothing interesting to say. I mean, that, I mean, can you imagine like anyone who really truly believes that they don't have anything interesting to say? No, I I can't believe it, but that is, I, I get that response almost every single time. And even people who are just so fascinating, so brilliant, so interesting, so funny, so weird. And um, I actually love interviewing parents and people who are older because they just have uh, a breadth of knowledge, all this life experience, and so much wisdom to share. So um, every episode, I'm hoping that uh, you know people are going to listen, they'll be inspired, learn something new. Um, and it's really a way for 
I mean, for me to get to know that person better, uh, that's the thing that I love to do. I love to get to know people better. And also it's really for that person's network to get to know them better. Uh, I think a lot of times we kind of go through life and, and we know, you know, about our friends and family, but sometimes it's hard for us to kind of ask those tough questions mm-hmm. about, you know, like, what are they really thinking? What do they really want out of life? And, um, and even sometimes, you know, like the silly questions I ask about people's pet peeves and, you know, their morning rituals, just little everyday things. Um, and I want that person's network to be able to know that stuff about them because I think there's nothing better than really knowing someone and each of these podcast episodes uh, they're going to survive me they're going to survive you and I just love the idea of that person's you know extended network extended family having something like this Uh, I did this actually with my grandpa when I was in high school and I I love listening to the recording I did with him and you feel like he's back in the room with Mm. you and I just wanted to create that with every person that I know in my life and um, other interesting people that I meet along the way. And the journey really started back in June. um, And it's been now four months. And there was a lot of stuff behind it. You know, I had to get business cards made and the websites and editing the episodes and working with my friend who's a graphic designer on the website and watching YouTube videos on (laughs) editing. I had a podcast launch party uh, that my friend helped me out with. But it's been um, really, really rewarding. Uh, And the story that I want to share actually on the show today is one of the questions that I ask everyone on my show is what is their best resume virtue and what is their best eulogy virtue? Wow. Yeah. And this is actually inspired by my favorite uh, New York Times op-ed writer, David Brooks. He wrote this article about, it's called The Moral Bucket List. Mm Mm-hmm. And he talks about resume virtues, which are, you know, the, the typical, where did you go to school? What job do you have? What are your marketable skills? Which are very important. We all need to contribute in society. But then he talks about eulogy virtues, which are things like, you know, are you a good person? Are you kind? Are you generous? Are you courageous? How do you want to be remembered? So it's really fascinating to me to hear what people's answers are. And if I know them, I will tell tell them what I think the answer is. So an eulogy virtue is really important to me because, as I said, these episodes will outlast the person. So you want um, something for their audience to kind of understand, this is how I view myself or this is how I want to be remembered. And I actually bought David Brooks, The Road to Character. I bought it last weekend. So I was uh, reading that book. I walk to work and I read, which is not always safe, I know. (laughs) Sometimes the book is too good, so I can't help it. And then I got to work and I told my office neighbor, oh, this book is so good. I just can't put it down. And I left work early that day, which I almost never do. And I was walking on a street that I normally don't walk on. And it was about four o'clock in the afternoon. And I was reading the book and I decided to put it away because it was such a beautiful day. And I kind of wanted to enjoy the day. And I walked for another two blocks and I looked up. And I saw David Brooks walking Oh my goodness, you're it. kidding me. No, not joking. And we locked eyes. And it was one of those moments where, you know, he looked at me and it was kind of like, 
I think I know you are. And he looked at me like, yeah. <laughs> so I, I, you know, I stopped him and I said, are, are you David Brooks? And he said, yes, I am. And I was just over the moon. And I, I had his book with me, right? Since I've been carrying it around that morning. And I told him, I was like, David, you know, I have your book. And would you autograph it for me? And he said, no problem. Like, I'm happy to do that. So he wrote in the book, hi, Natalie, great to bump into you, David Brooks. And I was so like, just overjoyed and kind of like shell shocked. And then um, I told him, oh, we're going to take a selfie together. (laughs) (laughs) He was kind of like, okay, yeah. And and now I have this great selfie with him. And then I told him afterwards, hey, I have this podcast called Personality. And the penultimate question that I ask everyone is, what is your best resume virtue and what's your best eulogy virtue? And he was pretty surprised by that. And I told him, you know, it's totally inspired by your article. And I just thought it was so great. And so I hope you'll listen to the show. And he, he promised me that he would listen to an episode. So hopefully, you know, he's out there and listening to the show. And my, my actually my last question that I ask of all my guests is who is someone famous you would want to listen to this podcast? And my answer would have definitely been David Brooks. Wow. He's who inspires me. And so I just couldn't believe that those two things came together. And it was just a sign to me that this podcast is uh, just opening doors and allowing me to do what I really love to do, which is connect with people and connect other people to, you know, the outside world and with their heroes, with their families, with acquaintances, things like that. A couple of knowledge bursts that you've just shared with our listeners today. I love your story that as someone who has a really busy career, and let's face it, you know, DC lawyers, you're about as busy as you can get, but that you also took the time, you made the time and you prioritized finding this outlet, this channel, which took you back to your early days and having that recorded interview with your grandfather, which I've heard on, on one of your early episodes, which I thought was just a great story. And then from there, investing the time to build this creative outlet and then the power of intention. So David Brooks really inspired you in many ways with this podcast. And then through that power of intention, lo and behold, you you actually meet the person who inspired you and developed that connection. And I love just the resonance in your voice as you're telling this story, how excited you get. And that's one of the things I love about doing a podcast series is hearing these stories and sharing that excitement and sharing that with listeners. So thank you so much for sharing that, Natalie. No, no problem. My pleasure. Well, Natalie, how do you get inspired each morning to conquer the day? So, John, I love this question. This is actually a question that I ask all my podcast guests, too. I really love to know people's morning routines and evening routines because it's a way for me to kind of get an insight into what their world is like. And um, sometimes I steal what they do because they're just such great (laughs) ideas. All great ideas, <laughs> but, I think, are born that way from born, borrow, yeah. steal, where homage is probably the better way to spin it. Yeah, I like to say that I permanently borrow. You permanently borrow. borrow. <laughs> Return it to you in the next life, right? Yeah, yeah, totally. So I think mornings are very important. The two ways that I get inspired every morning, I think one is uh, my faith. Um, So I'm a Christian, and uh, my faith is very important to me. And I usually listen to Tim Keller's podcast, and he is my favorite pastor. He's based in New York. He is at Redeemer Church. And his podcasts are just really great because uh, they bring such perspective. You know, when you believe in something that's larger than yourself, it really kind of diminishes all the Mm. trivial day-to-day things. What you think is actually important is 
is not that important in the grand scheme of things. So his messages are really great. And then other mornings, I listen to music at full blast and I just like dance around the apartment and um, kind of get ready. I think this is something that my dad taught me. He loves to dance and he's kind of crazy about it. So every morning, it's a combination of either like listening to something very inspirational or just listening to fun music and like getting like pumped up for the day that way. I love that because I very much get started the same way. I I usually start with a very early morning run and I'm either pumping podcasts or music uh, through my earbuds. So I think just having that deliverable content and just getting inspired and fired up, it's such a great way to get started. Yeah, I agree. And I I think it's really important for people to look to people that they admire and figure out what their morning routines are because uh, there's definitely a pattern and this is a hobby of mine. I love to to find out what people's morning routines are, especially people who I find are inspirational. And it's always the same combination of getting up early, getting moving, uh, listening to something inspirational, big breakfast, exercise, meditation, or prayer. And I think it sets the mood for the rest of the day. Absolutely. Well, Natalie, as you know, part of life and career journeys are also about setbacks and failures and how we deal with them. So can you share a time with our listeners when you failed? And share a lesson you learned about when it's the right time to pivot or shift course. Sure. Well, I've only been practicing law for five years, and so I haven't really pivoted or shifted courses um, in my permanent job. But I've definitely failed at work. Uh, I make mistakes all the time. Um, I mean, no one's perfect, especially in the industry that I work in. It's very high pressure and cutthroat. But I think the most important lesson that I always take away is not to anchor my identity in Mm. my work. I see this with a lot of lawyers and actually with all professionals that they define themselves by what they do and understandable that they do that. You know, we spend so much time working, but at the end of the day, um, I don't define myself as, uh, uh, Hey, I'm a lawyer. It's interesting how in America, you really always introduce yourself by, Oh, I do this and this for my job, but that's not, I don't think the core of who we are. So it's really important for me to anchor myself in something other than my career. So that's why I really try to work on my relationships, my friends and families, and really prioritizing that. I'm someone, I am not going to cancel on you for dinner because of a work obligation. I will try to make both things work. Uh, And I think it's really up to you to do that because no one else is going to do it for you. But I think failure is a really important part of life. When I look back uh, on my my entire life, the times when I failed, at the time, it's it's devastating sometimes. Yeah, it stinks. And you just feel like the world is against you. And I, I tried so hard. And how come, you know, this person's not treating me right, or life is not treating me fairly. But that's really the times when you learn the most about yourself. And you just got to get back up and move ahead. And yeah, you might think that you have it hard, but there's someone else who has it way worse than you. And so, you know, it's just keeping perspective, being grateful for what you have and remembering that there are people out there who are rooting for you. And there are people who are not even on this earth right now who are like rooting for you, whether it's, you know, someone who's passed away or someone who's not yet born. I love that. Two big takeaways. 
that I think you just shared with our listeners today. Number one, don't get tied up in your identity with your job title. Your job title doesn't define who you are. Even though you spend many hours doing that, you're not going to be defined at the end of the day, at the end of your life, by what you did in your nine to five. And certainly not in any momentary failures or setbacks that you've had. So I I really, really think that's critical. The other thing is I love that you prioritize, you look at, you know, your relationships as your valuable capital in your life. And from there, you're able to get perspective and see, okay, I can learn from this failure. I can learn from this setback. It's momentary. It's not permanent. And then from there, I can move on and really, really gain perspective on that. Gita Nadkarni, who I had on this podcast uh, last fall, she said it beautifully that failure is a snapshot, but success is a movie. So don't get caught up in a momentary snapshot. It's really the film that you're looking at when it comes to your life. Yeah. And I think it's really interesting that you brought up the word success. I think that's something that, you know, it's really important for each person to define what success is in his or her own right. And I think we all have different definitions of it, but making sure that you kind of set up that goal and achieve it, I think is really important. And yeah, you're going to fail, but that's part of that's part of the fun sometimes. Yeah, absolutely. All right, moving forward, listeners, we're now going to move into the Knowledge Burst session, where our guests share three game-changing resources and tips that you can start using today to move forward. All right, Natalie, so I'd like you to pick a favorite movie, book, song, or cultural experience and why it was so influential for you. Okay, so my favorite book I'm going to pick is uh, called The Wisdom of the Enneagram. <laughs> Love the title. Um, yeah, have you heard of the Enneagram? I, I don't think I have. Okay, so it's a personality uh, test, and there are nine different types. And John, you really have to read it because it is just so inspiring and so good. It's really helped me with all my relationships that I have and really understanding people. I think you'll find that that's something that's, um, you know, that's an overarching theme in in what I do. But the Enneagram, they're basically nine personality types. And um, I know it sounds kind of like, how can you really package everyone into nine different numbers. But uh, I learned about it through one of my best friends. Her father taught me about it. And I have since told pretty much any good friend that I have about it, and they've all converted. And it's, it's really just when you read one of those numbers and then you find out, you know, your friend is this number or that number, you know what motivates them and what drives them. It really can change uh, the way you look at them, the way you interact with them. And I'll, I'll give you an example. So recently I uh, reached out to one of my girlfriends for some advice, some pretty serious life advice. And um, she didn't write back to me for almost two weeks. And, and I was kind of surprised uh, that it's not usually like her for her to take so long. And um, I had confided in something in her and I was kind of like puzzled. Why is she taking so long? And then two weeks later, she wrote me this extremely thoughtful answer and it was so helpful and, and so wise. And she was actually on my podcast and she was explaining to me a little bit about um, her personality and um, the way that she works. And she is a type nine, which is um, called the peacemaker. Mm-hmm. And they tend to be a little bit more passive and um, they're just a little bit slower and they, they're they very easygoing. 
And she explained how oftentimes she'll get news about, you know, something good or bad, but she needs time to process it and really think about it and evaluate it. And then she's ready to tackle it. And just hearing her say that and articulate it, it made so much sense to me why she had taken so long to respond to me. And, you know, a couple of years ago, I might have been like, well, maybe she doesn't she doesn't care or like, you know, she's prioritizing other things. But then knowing that about her personality, it really just put everything into context. And I think the reason I really like personality tests is that it puts you in someone else's shoes. And this is something that I try to do uh, at work or in any relationship that I have, you know, just put yourself in the mindset of that other person. What are they thinking? How, How are they feeling? And The Enneagram really helps me do that. And once you are able to kind of put yourself outside of, you know, your kind of narrow-minded thinking, it helps you so much with just interacting with people and understanding why they do what they do. Because everyone's battling something. Everyone has some kind of issue going on. And if you can do something to help you understand that, it's it just makes everything easier for you and the other person as well. Wow. Sounds like it's been a real game changer for you. Natalie, share a daily practice or habit for prioritizing and managing your time. Yeah. So I'll share two things that I do. I walk every day to work. Uh, It's about a 40 minute walk. So every day I'm walking for about 80 minutes. And that is really important to me because it allows me to clear my head. And um, it's really me time. I'm not looking at my work Blackberry. I'm not looking at personal iPhone or texts. And it's really a continuation of that morning ritual that I'm doing. So I'm either listening to a Tim Keller podcast or reading an inspirational book like David Brooks's The Road to Character or just you know, listening to music and um, dancing on my way to work. And I, I actually do like dance <laughs> on the way to work. And people probably think I'm crazy on the streets. It's an interesting reaction. So some people are like, what is wrong with this girl? And then other people are like, yeah, like go get them. And it's just, well, I mean, when I listen to music, I can't not dance. And I just, I'm going to be who I am. And if I can make someone else smile by doing what I'm doing and being who I am, I mean, that just like, totally makes my day. I love it. Just carving out that me time. So important. Yeah, totally. And then the second thing I do is I am really into self-improvement. There's so much that I can do to like learn and grow. And I have a journal where I, you know, write down my goals and lists of inspiring things and things that I want to tackle, things that I want to do, you know, lessons I've learned in different relationships. I make it a point to physically print out articles that I find inspirational or helpful. And I kind of keep everything um, together. And I'll go back and I will reflect and, you know, remember this life lesson or this tip. And I think that's uh, really important for me to keep a written kind of log of the things that I'm learning and ways that I can improve and grow. That's awesome. And Natalie, favorite app website or resource and how has it helped you? Okay. So I am not a huge tech person. So uh, apps and websites, I don't really have a favorite one, but resource I would say is my calendar. I am an insanely organized person and I have everything on my calendar. Uh, I actually have like a physical calendar that I carry around with me at all times. Oh yes. The week at a glance or the month at a glance. Which one were you? I was always the month at a glance guy. I always needed to have the 30 day calendar in front of me. I have the, the month one. And the most important thing to me on there 
Uh, I usually get a new one every November, and I will map out everyone's birthdays. So um, one thing that I'm really good at is remembering people's birthdays and certain key funeral dates. And that's really important for me because, I mean, birthdays are just to me, very important. It's like a day that's all about you. And I think it's really important to remember those days for other people. And I will really make it a point to either call them or send a card. And I don't use Facebook to remember someone's birthday. Uh, I mean, sometimes I will check to make sure I got the date right, but it's usually like six months in advance. And I will not leave a Facebook uh, message. If that person is important to me, um, I'm going to make it a point to contact them. And so um, the calendar is just and you know like day-to-day stuff like I have dinner with this person or going to this event and uh, I like to plan out what's going to happen and maximize uh, the time that I have. Awesome Natalie thank you so much for sharing those Hey Moving Forward listeners you can find links to many of the books and resources mentioned by today's guest along with offers to try out Audible and Amazon Prime. These are affiliate links for which I receive a small commission which helps the podcast and is greatly appreciated. You can find these on the write-up for today's episode at bemovingforward.com. Natalie, what is the one thing Moving Forward listeners can do today to start bringing them closer to their career or life's passion? I think the number one thing is to just take action. I really like to tease out what people's goals, dreams, desires are. And people have a whole range of things. It could be like little, like just writing a short story novel or big, like starting a whole new business. But you really have to just do something about it. And my recommendation is to break it down into little steps so it's it's small, but you feel like you can tackle it. Even with the with my podcast, I kind of broke it down into mini steps like get the business card made, watch editing videos on YouTube. And if you just do that and just get going and just keep at it, I think that's the most important thing is to just – Really just take that action. No one else is going to do it for you. And it's so rewarding when you create something on your own and you use that creative outlet. I love it. Take action and break it down into manageable steps. Blogger James Clear also talks about this. He talks about the two-minute rule that any change or any project or new endeavor, it's the first two minutes that's going to be the hardest. And if you can discipline yourself to take those incremental steps, those two-minute chunks, then it's going to make achieving your goal that much easier. So I really love that advice. Natalie, what is next for you? Uh, Next is just working on the podcast. I have a couple of uh, interesting guests lined up. And so I'm just going to kind of practice what I preach and take action. Uh, I want to promote more. I want to get more people on the show. And uh, really anyone who approaches me and they want to do an episode, I want to be able to do that for them. Because it's not just about getting, you know, these big fancy names or someone who's like a celebrity. I really want to capture ordinary lives and, and do that for anyone who wants to be on the show. And Natalie, how can our listeners connect with you? Yeah, so you can find me on my website. It's www.personnatalie.org. I'm also on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, my handle is at personnataliepod. And you can always email me at natalie at personnataliepod.org. And I'm happy to connect. 
Awesome. We will have all of that on our website. Natalie, I want to thank you so much for taking time out of your schedule to be on today's show, but moreover for sharing your insights, your inspirations, and all of the knowledge bursts so that our listeners can move forward. Thank you so much. No problem. Thanks so much for having me on the show. And listeners, for more information on Natalie and all of our extraordinary guests, visit us at bemovingforward.com. That's bemovingforward.com. You can also find us on Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter. This is John Lim with Moving Forward, and we'll be back with a new episode next week. Now it's time for you to move forward and discover the extraordinary in you. Moving Forward is produced by John Lim and bemovingforward.com. All rights reserved.